Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Jason. And I'm Martin. This is Hemispheric Views. Zoom's gone laggy. Uh, yeah. Really? Not for me. On the yep. video? Yeah. Or as soon as, soon as I pushed record on Audio Hijack 4.0.1. Oh, I think it's only uh, made for M1 computers. <laughs> it feels like it at this point. <laughs> it's interesting looking now. The orange is like, I'm loving it. It's all over the place. It's huge. Lots of orange. I love the I orange. I like the curvy lines rather than those straight lines that were... I never like straight lines. I always want a yes. gentle human, humanistic curve to my lines. They were straight lines before. That's a good point. Well, hopefully this is actually recording because I didn't have, no one tested it. We just blindly upgraded and we're hoping for the best. I was going to say to everyone in the audience, welcome to the Rogue Amoeba show because it's, it's become the Audio Hijack podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, I just hope that whoever is listening to this right now, they're getting like all of the audio from like the left ear only or something. This is part of our growth strategy. So now we have a reason to tag in Rogue Amoeba, Paul Kafasis yep. fans, and we're customers of theirs. Well, I just want to say that I would have upgraded and spent the exact same money if it were the only if it were only the icon. Because I love the little, I like the fact that they've respected the squircle or the round wreck, but put in that little slightly diagonal microphone it feels like it's bridged both sides of the mac design timeline i haven't come around on it yet i'm still in mourning for my little jar of honey i never liked that jar but the one thing about this is the icon reminds me too much of dark mode i'm running in light mode of course the only correct mode i would like the icon to be a light mode icon as well it's like they knew the correct icon to use for the correct type of well i'm sure in 4.1 there'll be the andrew canyon icon (laughs) probably that would be amazing i would like that in release notes and i hope they bring back the jar of honey too i mean i have to i don't know if you've ever really thought about it but the little jar of honey i always took that to represent that the the liquid goo in the jar is what you use to like paste between the blocks do you think that's accurate it's a nice interpretation i'm not sure if that was their intention I think it, we can just assume, I think, safely that that's correct. So the reason we had to start recording now and then talk about this is because I asked Martin a simple, straightforward question. I said, Martin, you're all clean shaven. You're looking very baby faced today. And rather than give an answer, he said, we'd best start recording. So there's got to be something more to so this. Here we go. So, so Martin, what's with the face? Well, I hadn't planned this, but you're right, Andrew. You asked the question. Uh, I, okay. I don't like shaving every day. I find it annoying, both in terms of time and routine and the fact that it irritates me. No matter how many times Gillette tries to tell me, oh, this seven blade technology with eight to come is not going to irritate you. You got to get the nine blade. Yeah, that's no, the issue. See, you just never end sure. and suddenly we're double digits and goodness knows. <laughs> we tried this new 46 blade operation. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, the answer is that I don't like shaving every day. So generally I let the beard grow out a little bit or I use the electric shaver and kind of uh, or, or like the clippers and maintain it a bit. But although I had been maintaining the neck recently and done that little line, uh, it had gotten to the point that it was so spiky that Natasha said, it hurts when you kiss me now. And not just emotionally. 
the problem is not so much just that it's spiky, but you're very enthusiastic. So I'm essentially like attacking my wife with kisses with like this really spiky lip region. And you know, I started to feel sorry for her. So that's why I shaved it and have this baby face look today. Well, there you go, Martin. Martin felt obviously desperate for some affection. Well, I just don't want to hurt my spouse, but yes. Do either of you have that issue? Because you're both, uh, you know, carrying facial hair at the moment. I've gone the other way and I've just decided to keep on growing it. My beard is now getting pretty long. Yeah, he's like a big soft bear now. He's passed over into the just kind of squishy bear I'm phase. just growing everything at the moment. I'm growing my beard out. I'm growing my hair. It's like I'm trying to be, I think it's a midlife crisis actually. Can I ask you, Andrew, are you trying to bring the bush ranger back to Western Australia? I'm just trying to fit in. Have you seen the Western Australian people these days? Beards and mullets all over the place. Can I give you a suggestion on how to fit in with Western Australian yeah. folk? High-vis vests. That would help me fit in. Absolutely. High-vis, uh-huh. the uniform of choice. I, I've i been in somewhat of a high-vis rabbit hole um, of late. Thanks to someone on the other side over there in the gong, Martin Feld, in his work videos. And the latest one had a gentleman wearing a high-vis vest with, I believe, a built-in collar, had a monogrammed name on it. And my question to him was, A, when I go on the tour of your work establishment and I'm allowed to do whatever I want, as we've previously agreed upon, can I purchase one of these high-vis vests and get my name embroidered while I'm there as my going-away present? He was a little bit evasive to that question, but he did let me know that if I happen upon Western Australia, that high vis is all the rage there. So I think maybe that's what you're missing. Maybe the facial hair and, and hair hair is not the issue. It's the lack of high vis. Is this true, Andrew, that Western Australia has its state dress or costume as high vis? It is. It is. You'll see people, they, they, they wear it for work, but then they wear it for pleasure too. You, you go down to the shopping centre and you'll just see people wandering around in their high-vis wear just because it's a Saturday and why wouldn't you? Best to be safe. Is it combined with the very controversial outdoor Ugg boot at Bunnings? I think it's safer to wear a high... If, you, if you're off shift, I think it's better to wear high-vis with thongs because you don't want to overdo the yeah. safety levels. Yeah, I mean, yeah, provided you're not on an industrial site or somewhere where that's a risk yeah, and you've thought of yeah. it. Yeah, is there like a reverse OSHA situation there where there's like a, a health and safety thing, but it's like the reverse, like you're too safe now. And now that's become a problem. That is the weekend, you know, because dangerous things only ever happen on the work site during the during working hours. Yeah, Nine to five. Yeah. You, you go home. Yeah, no, nothing bad you happens. You do your lawn mowing and clean your gutters. It's fine. Nothing's going to go wrong there. You're on your home. Yeah, blades near toes. Who cares? High vis in WA is, it's a passion. It's, it's a way of life. <laughs> it's a passion. It's so you passion. said pleasure first. You've said passion. This is going in a really weird People direction. People love it. They I love, love it. High vis. You, you, can, you can just pick it up. You wear it. It's, it's almost like, you know, in some, some places people wear sports uniforms, you know, so they support their local football mm. team. So they'll go out and they'll wear their football team. Well, in WA, you're either, it's like that, but you're either a Woodside person or you're a BHP person. Or you're a Rio Tinto person. So you wear the appropriate high-vis with the logos to say, hey, look at me. This is my team. If you go to Perth Airport, so this is when they are going to work, so they are in requisite high-vis wear. 
is blinding. You need to wear sunglasses in the airport because of all the high-vis. And they've got the reflective stripes on them as well. So, so not only is it bright yellow or orange or whatever the case may be, it, then it has the reflective stripes on it. So don't shine it. Don't flash a torch. I love that for flash photography. That's really helpful. Yeah, don't torch a flash photography. Whew. Do you think that's part of what they're trying to do? Is this like an, an identity protection measure where if you try to take their picture, the picture's ruined because it just out. flashes right Could back be. at them? Could be. But to your question, Jason, this is an important one. You asked whether you'd be able to pick up your own embroidered, name embroidered safety vest. No, you would get the dreaded guest vest. Oh, no. That's the one that's crumbled up in the back of the locker. It's smelly. been through about 349 Never people. Washed. It's never been washed. Not even once. So, so I'm yeah. imagining he, he lands in Perth at the airport. He's just been blinded by your really, really bright citizens. And then he's given an unwashed guest vest is that the, the state policy that's pretty much how it works we, we need you to we need you to do a rat test and put on the guest vest before you're allowed entry into the uh into the state and then it rhymes so they've got they can make a song about it too it's like it's like going to hawaii but just not quite as glamorous where you'd get the lay there nice flowers this is like that but an ugly, smelly, gross yes. vest. Yes. So, I, am I correct in saying that you're actually welcomed with an official state song, which goes something like "See my vest, see my vest, crumpled because our washing's not the best." Man, copyright that! Wow, that was really impressive. Sell that. But then it's important, Jason. After you, after your two weeks in Western Australia. Wait a second. You said after my two weeks, is there like a mandatory? Am I going to be held against my will for two weeks? Is that what's going on here? No, no, no. You can you can enjoy your time in Western Australia with the guest vest, but you need to make sure when you depart our state, our fine state, bring the guest vest with you and throw it back in the box for the next person coming in. And it probably is, says guest on it in giant ugly font too, just to really Ariel. shame you. Yeah, yeah, perfect. With bad kerning. And like part of the letters peeling yep. off. And the Velcro, cares. That, it'll be a size too small, so you have to like... Tight, close it tight, but then the Velcro will be a bit worn out and sort of peeling, so it won't ever quite stick together properly. So, no, there's no way you can get your own one. I I am sold, first of all. This two weeks of um, being held against my will in Western Australia sounds mm -hmm. great. Um, am I ever allowed to take the vest off? I'm assuming the answer is no. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, okay. I thought that would be best practice. Okay, this is good. This is good for my, my travel journal. Do they, in the United States, high-vis, is that even a phrase that you're familiar with? If you said high-vis. Yeah, I mean, if you're around a place that would actually warrant wearing it, like a some kind of industrial facility. Yeah, anywhere where there's big giant things that are going to probably kill you. And you call it high-vis? Is that, is that the terminology? Or is it safety gown? No, I feel like high vis is probably safety gown. No, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Probably, <laughs> maybe I don't know, but I don't think so. All right, Martin, less high vis over on your uh, coast. Oh, I'd say it matches uh, what you were saying about industrial areas, or if you're in some sort of tradesperson position or something. It's not a form of state or national dresses Western Australia has apparently. So. This leads me to the logical question of why is there not a Perth Bandits high-vis set that I've seen? I I've believe seen that, that has actually been made. 
I believe it has. We'll have to we'll have to check in with Perth Bandits. Right, I'll link we'll link it if it exists and if it doesn't, I think you know what to do. Actually, not the Americans should call a hive is outfit a Lux Tux. Oh, that's classy. Thank you. I like it. And you can dress down to a safety gown. Safety gowns are, are more in the, the pleasure realm. We like to save those for special occasions. Even if you're wearing a safety gown, you don't wear ridiculous stiletto shoes or anything like that. You still need to wear steel cap boots. Oh, always. Yeah. You don't want to be doing any kind of manual operations without steel toe boots. Good. So, yeah, Perth, home of the hive is. Does that answer your question? I hope it does. Um, I have mostly forgotten what my question actually was, but I believe you have answered it. Situation resolved. Either way, we're done with it, I think. Yeah, we can can check that off right there. Shut it down. Don't actually stop recording, though. We're not done yet. On to a topic that is very similarly related to Hive, the whole, whole world of Hive is. Jason, you got a new MacBook Pro? Yes. Uh, in it was either going to be silver, space gray, or high vis. I obviously went with high vis. Paid a hundred dollars more for it. It's like the bla- like the black book back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But you can't lose it. it. Like it cannot be lost. You thought AirTags were great? No, high vis MacBook can't be lost. It's fantastic. Is that why it's not on the site? Because it can't actually be photographed. It just there's reflects. no way to do. Yeah, you can't. Even when you walk in the store, there's just. Is there a sun in the corner? Because I can't even approach it. Yeah. So from what I've seen of it or been able to see, because I have one of those like big welder helmets that I put on whenever I use it. Oh, I wish our prime minister knew how to use those. What's that? Welding helmets? Yeah, he did. A, he did a high-vis tour and um, he did some welding, <laughs> our prime minister. So, yeah, the leader of our country. <laughs> you know how they've got like a very dark shading over them? Be- to protect your eyes, yeah, for good reason. Well, that makes that that obviously yeah. made it a little hard for him to aim the welding, the the welding rod when he started. So he, sure, he lifted sure. the visor and then hit the go button. Yeah, during operation. No, no, you're 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 not going to want to do that. Was he harmed? Unfortunately, it seemed like he made it through. Okay, because that's that seems like you could go blind, basically, yeah. instantly. I would yeah. think. That's one of those things where you watch welding. You watch it on TV and you just see your your like OLED screen go to like 150% white in that area because it just can't handle it. I think I learned that lesson about welding masks when I was about nine. Uh, it's a little bit surprising that the prime minister of a country hasn't quite figured that one out yet. But so Is this like some kind of Western Australian child labor? What was that about? It's the high-vis induction process. To get your high-vis vest, you've got to understand welding. <laughs> it's very... It all makes sense in the end. It's part of the curriculum. Actually, this this brings up a point that I want to put in uh, briefly. Um, I don't know if this is a thing in the US, but Andrew, surely you'll relate. Maybe it's just English-speaking countries. But why is it that when we're kids, and I'm talking about boys, you get to be called master and then you graduate to mister? It's the wrong way around. I was always disappointed to have lost master. That's a good point. Because it sounds fancier. Yeah, we would. No, we don't do that at all. I know one actually goes around saying, "Hello, Masterfeld." It's not a thing, right? But if you get something in the mail, you know, your your, your grandma might have addressed it to Master Martin Feld. Or... That sounds awesome. It's like Masterfeld, Master Canyon, Master Burke, and you're like, "Mister." It just loses all grandeur. No, we don't do that at all. That's a great upgrade idea, Martin. Let's see if we can get that done. 
Thank you. It should be the other way around. It's like this vestige of the Commonwealth. It's one good thing that we have as a result. You can choose your own pronouns now. So surely we can choose our own salutation or what's 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 a what is that called? That thing that you put before your name. Outdated? Prefix. Can I choose a suffix while I'm at it? Could you be Andrew Canyon BK, basketball king or something like that? No, it's too much like Burger King. Oh, or Sydney Kings. Oh gosh, don't even get me started on those guys. Went to the movies last night and wondered if we could run a cinema ad for Hemispheric Views. I bet those are real cheap right now. Well, that, that's the thing that got me thinking because the very first ad was for this organization, Cine Ads, and it was like, get your local business on the big screen. And I'm like, well, if they're doing that, it's got to be pretty cheap. Yeah, but they've done it for years. I remember since I was a kid, it's like Val Morgan, cinema advertising delivers results. And I'm like, you're telling me to, it's, you're filling space with this, what? Yeah, you're <laughs> telling me this is so effective. No one bought it. So you're telling us to buy it. Got it. Well, the only ads that they ran during this movie were ones for the Australian government. And with a federal election knocking on the door, obviously they've boosted their ad spend. Um, so you've got ads by an ad, you know, exhorting you to advertise and then ads from the federal government that they've obviously overcharged for because they can get away with it. So I think Hemispheric Views, I would love to see a cinema ad with Hemispheric Views. Can you imagine it? I can. I actually can. And I love everything about it already, especially now that there is hemisphericviews.au. Can't get more local than that. Like get... Get on our level. Like, how much more local business do you want than that? With an American voice. Try to con- try yeah, to contest. Have just Jason Burke's voice saying, "Finally, the Australian podcast that you've been wanting." My horrible voice, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we could relate to this Australian business." And they're like, what the <laughs> f- "Is this guy?" Well, what we could do, we could do what they do with international ads or U.S. ads. I don't know, Andrew, you've surely seen this, where it's like an ad for. Finnish dishwashing tablets or something and there's obviously an American mother or family member and you can see the over pronunciation of all of their mouth movements and they've just put this gee this is a great tablet over the top of it but it does not match so what we're going to do we're going to get Jason on video and Andrew you're going to actually do like dubbing and we'll see if it lines oh, up oh there we go yeah it'll just be my va- my my mouth moving saying like good day mate good day mate <laughs> See, look at that. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> this is going to imagine that. They can envisage it. Oh, man. Watch out, movie Watch theaters. Watch out, movie theaters. You're about to sell this out. summer. <laughs> Even the fact that he said theaters. Perfect. Can I tell you about the worst kind of ad ever made um, on the planet? Sure. Dynamically inserted podcast ads. I'd believe that. So... Recently, as recent as a few days ago, mm-hmm. open up my, my pocket casts, digging through my, my inbox, seeing what's what's going to be listened to today. Pick a show, let it roll, skip the beginning, obviously, because there's a bunch of crap I don't care about. And then the show's going, and then there's the mid-ad, which I usually all skip, but sometimes I'm busy and things happen. That's fine. And I get an ad... And I'm not going to mention it because literally fuck them, but it's an ad for some kind of tobacco or I'm really? sorry, not tobacco, some kind of uh, nicotine wow. product. 
and and I'm thinking like, oh, this is going to be some kind of like stop smoking like product that's going to be not tobacco, but, you know, help you wean yourself off nicotine or whatever. Cool. No, no, no. This was like, hey, do you want to be like cool and like hyped up? Like get this nicotine thing. And then like we've got two different ones for if you want to just like be a little bit or if you want to like really just go wild, like have the one that's like this many milligrams. It was literally just a jack yourself up on nicotine product, which I was like, hey, how's that thing? Like, have you heard of cigarettes? Like they're available. Go for it. Not condoning smoking. Um, But yeah, so like that was the ad. And I was like, it just brought all these thoughts into my head immediately. Like, A, is this where we're at now with podcasts? Have we gone that far? Because like, I don't even think you could show that on TV or any radio. I I don't imagine that would be legal. Mm, Yeah, it's probably unregulated. But because it's podcasts, I assume it's like, do whatever you want. Wild West. doesn't matter. So I was, I was pissed that it was, you know, a dumb ad that I don't care about. I was pissed that it's an ad that is for something that's objectionable or, or I should say is horrible. There's no redeeming thing there at all. Um, and just the fact that I have to imagine the podcast people, they don't even know that this is happening. They picked up some service that is going to dynamically insert ads for your maximized revenue. And they don't know what's going to be in there. They probably got like three checkboxes to say like what kind of ads they want, which are super ambiguous and bullshit, I'm sure. And now they're pumping out these ads for nicotine products after they've spent what I hope would be time and effort and love like crafting this show to then just be kind of smeared with this ad. And I just, I don't know, it really kind of gave me this weird thing about podcasting. Like, I'm not going to be all like, oh, podcasting is over. It's not the good old days or whatever. But it's just something bad is happening. And and I'm not sure that people even are aware of it. Well, I have thoughts on this. And I think you've hit on a great point about the status of podcasting or how successful it is or the reach that it has, however you want to put it. Oh, I've got Mr. Podcast right here, of course. Yeah, he's done the oh. research. Yeah, he's probably got thoughts. a chapter in his- um, Yeah, in the middle of yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Take it away. There you go. So, if you look at people in podcast studies, and when I say that, I mean an actual, you know, somewhat fledgling or growing discipline in academia, right? It's called podcast studies. Um all different people studying different genres, formats, whatever, they would tell you that podcasting has been around for a while, but it really went mainstream in 2014 with the release of Serial coinciding oh incidentally with that's- the addition of podcasts as a separate app. That That's the thing. And that's what I think. Podcasts were around way before that. I would say Adam Curry. Adam Curry is podcast commencement. Yeah. No, no, they've been around for a good while, but in terms of mainstream or like worldwide listenership, it really kicked off at the time that Apple added its own podcast app and broke it out of music or the little iPod app and when serial. So they they were not planned together. They were kind of serendipitously or incidentally aligned, but that's when it happened, right? So podcasting has been a rich vein of creative activity well before that, but since then it's picked up more and more people have access. It's been a good thing. 
But I think there's this real disconnect between creators and academics and researchers and people who just go and make this content and put it out, preferably on RSS, I would say. That's the thing. Um, There's this disconnect between them yeah, and people who might be in the business area who then say, oh, podcasting hasn't gone big yet. It needs to be, you know, uh, grown or boosted or made, you know, more accessible. There's this kind of narrative that they have that podcasting hasn't reached its potential. But what they really mean is ad revenue or companies that make things more exclusive. So I think what you've hit on, Jason, is this perfect point that people just want to make creative stuff. They want to put out on you know a service that's accessible or cheap or whatever, reach as many people as possible, but they don't necessarily know about this algorithmic stuff that ends up compromising their show. Because not only are they having stuff put in there that is kind of morally questionable or not what they would align themselves with, but it removes you from the content, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think that's a global issue. Like you were saying, there's this, this, everything has to be freaking 10x. We have to 10x everything. Everything's got to be maximized. And we have to make, you know, having a, a living wage off of this is not enough. It's got to be 80 billion, billion, billion dollars or whatever. So, and yeah. so yes, the, the point of podcast hasn't made it yet to your point is exactly that. It's not that it hasn't made it yet, whatever that even means, or where does it even need to make it to? It's the fact that it hasn't made these five people billionaires yet. So it's not made it, which is frustrating. And you can imagine how it ruins the format because uh, separate from this, I I volunteer for a journal called Radio Doc Review, which is about uh, podcasts or radio documentaries um, that are really kind of narrative based or trying to talk about an issue. It it could be historical, whatever, it could be recent. Um, I'm being very, very general here, but that's very different from the kind of chat cast stuff that we're doing. And can you imagine if someone launched a radio or podcast documentary on a service talking about really deep or meaningful or ethical issues, something really, you know, personal. And then suddenly in the middle, there's a nicotine ad. It's it's just wrong. And I, and I don't, I, I want to state very upfront, I'm not trying to say like, oh, adver- all advertising is bad and like anti-advertising. Like I understand how the world works. Like advertising has a place. But when you look at a lot of different shows where you can tell that there is a, a lot of thought and, and, and feeling put into them and they do more of that kind of mm. more or less naturally inserted ads, you know, from, you know, I use XYZ. I like it a lot. It does this for me. And by the way, they're paying for this portion of the show. Whatever. That's that's fine. And and I can skip it. That's fine as well. Um, but when it's this just egregious, like hard punch in the face, stop to the show, insert garbage. And then, oh, by the way, we have three ad spots. We only got one advertiser. So now we're going to play the same ad three times in a row in that spot i've I've seen that happen too it's just like why are you even here are you even at what point are you just going to say let a robot make the whole show for me because i don't even care and i feel like i'm i'm attacking people at this point but and i'm i don't mean to be like super attacky about it but just this particular one was like you gotta really think about why you're doing this and if you're doing it to to get the what i assume would be eight cents from that nicotine ad because like it's not like you're getting thousands of dollars for sponsoring this this ad 
And I'm not even, let's just take the nicotine ad out of it altogether. It's just XYZ rando insert ad. Those can't be worth close to anything. So you're just scraping pennies. And now at that point, it's like, why, why are we even really doing this? No, I, I think what you say is fair and you're not having a go at them at all. If people want to do podcast advertising, fantastic. Maybe they want to build a business or connect with other people or whatever it is. But there is that point about something inserted that you didn't choose that ends up destroying your own creative material versus I'm aware of what's going into the show. And they change apparently. They change, which is also weird. I heard from somebody on blog that like they went and re-downloaded a show from the past. And because these things are being jammed in at the time, mm. the show has now changed. And now you're left in a position where what you talked about six months ago, you don't know what's being advertised against that show now. And that's like a whole different thing because it could be, like you said, maybe you're talking about something very sensitive and now all of a sudden, right after you make a point, there's an ad about the exact opposite. And now the person listening is left with like, what What the hell is this person even doing? Yeah, it's just a total clearinghouse. It's like it's like Google AdWords, you know, it's just whoever's yeah. willing to pay for insertion at, on that day and date that it's downloaded. Um, I don't have many shows that I listen to that have those. Um, maybe a couple, but you know, I, they're, they're not, I can get past them. Um, but most of the shows I listen to are nerdy enough that they do their own ad reads, um, which, and they usually chapter mark them and all that kind of stuff, which is totally fine. Um, and so I don't have a huge problem. I don't like them at all, but I'm also not exposed to them in a, in a great way. And I think that if I started to find podcasts that were having those, I think I'd unsubscribe. I just don't think I could be bothered dealing with that because they are so annoying. And then they usually have like a bumper the ones that I've heard usually have like some sort of bumper sound effect that is a totally different level and usually much louder than the show itself. So not only do you have the ad, you have a little bing, boom, bing, you know, before the ad, which blows your eardrums out. It's just not worth it. I think, I think. Yeah. Cause it's not leveled or part of the actual creative project. Exactly. It's, it's just dumped in separate. and like all advertising, you know, all, people have been complaining forever that ads on TV are always louder than the, uh, than the mm-hmm. actual production and there's a whole argument, well, it's just dynamic range. Yeah, well, whatever. The perception is that it's louder and it's more annoying. And so for that to happen in podcasting as well, it's super frustrating. Um, and the good thing is I don't think we on Hemispheric Reviews are ever going to do that. We will always do. If we're going to do advertising for Big Banana or anything else, we're going to do it ourselves. Big Banana. Perfect example. Although it'd be interesting, and I'd like to know, hear from listeners, and this isn't homework, it's just a call if they have. I'd be interested to <laughs> know because I think it's not homework. not homework. This is just a call for, you know, feedback or input, right? Because I think all three of us are saying ads aren't bad, okay? If you want to do them and they help or you've been creative about it, go for it. But if they do pop up and you don't expect them or they're wrong, that's not a good thing. So my not homework for listeners is if you find hemispheric views somewhere on a podcast player or service and a dynamically inserted ad is there, maybe because, you know, there's this issue of scraping podcasts and putting them to services. I'd love to know where they are, not to be angry, but just to know, because we might not even be aware that they're out there somewhere. Yeah. If if I found out this show was being randomly sponsored by like, I don't know, whatever, I would be furious for sure. That's just... That's not right. And the other the other side is true as well, where they if you do an ad 
and you don't even tell people it's an ad, that's also terrible. So you have to like be in the correct lane for this stuff. Bing, bing, bing. Thanks for listening to Hemispheric Views. Hemispheric Views, your home of One Prime Plus. Get more Hemispheric Views at OnePrimePlus.com. You'll enjoy it. It's worth it. It's cheap. Bing, bong, bing. Well done. Good dynamic insert there. Now you have to change it in three years and go back and edit it to make sure that it's rotating. Now, just quickly, because Jason, you were saying something about the dock and whether it should go at the bottom or the side and vertical space and all this stuff. Yeah, Natasha's hiding behind me. Uh, Natasha actually had a thought to share with you about the dock and she wants to know what you think. The dock? Mm, Share away. When did I even talk about the dock? Did I talk about the dock today? Hello, you're... My jacket has icon dock icons all over it. I can't hear anything. Oh no. Uh oh. Plug. Yeah. Are you there? Yes. Hello. Hello. No, nothing's playing. Oh, we push the oh. button. Who's just playing? It's all... I can't hear anything. Oh, bloody hell. Watch. <laughs> Hello. 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 They were speaking and I couldn't. Hello. Try again. Hello. I'm, talk- I'm talking. Oh, they to you. like have to like Hello. fully be on your ears. Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> I know. What a pain. What a design flaw. Hello. It's a good thing your lady bun is How just you all? behind the uh, band there. I know. Yep. Imagine if it wasn't, you'd have to do a oh. whole thing. Oh. Sorry, I just hit the cord. I was, ju- I was just going to say, it looks like your uh, jacket that you're wearing has dock icons all over it. What is going on? Oh, wow. My little pom-poms. It's almost like you're doing one of those motion capture things. Yes, Like absolutely. in a movie. And they can, like, then turn you into a dinosaur or something. I haven't worn it since, like, last winter. So I found all these pom-poms in the pockets that fall off. Oh, well, I know what Max is going to be doing. He's just going to grab, 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 picking those off. Oh, yeah, I've got right. to take it off when he wakes up because I think he'll um he'll just destroy it. <laughs> and then he'll try to eat them and it'll be a whole thing. Absolutely. So what did I do wrong? I, Martin said that you oh. were saying I did something wrong. No, you haven't done anything wrong. I just... Oh, sorry, Marty. I put my feet on his footrest and he's... You're using him as a footrest? No. I would use... Yeah, that makes sense. He's got a plastic footrest and it makes noise apparently on the recording. Oh, okay. Is he just laying (laughs) on the ground now? Or what what is he... Look, Where did he go? They're wondering where you went. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) I am the... I'm a teacher, as I think you both know, but I'm yes. the IT administrator at school. So people come to me with all of oh, wow. their tech problems, just anything electrical. So if a light's not yeah. working, they come to me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yep. This lady disrupted me while I was eating lunch and essentially something wasn't working between the Wi-Fi and the internet um, set up through the Department of Education. The IT experts... Um, at the department are not Mac people. They're PC people. So they blame the manufacturer for everything. Always. It's always Apple's fault. Oh, you're on an Apple. Yes. And they're like, it's a fault with the Mac. Always. No, you have a brand new computer. There is nothing wrong with this machine, except you're going to have to bleep this. Who's editing? You would, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) I... Hate a disappearing dock. 
Who does? Oh, it's why the is worst. it an option? Who does that? Who makes their dog disappear? So I'm trying to like fix her problem between Chrome and Safari, and I don't know where it is because it keeps f- disappearing. So anyway, I just had to. I came home and I. She is in the wrong. She is in the wrong. You are in the right. I turned it off. So I, I will. No, I reversed it. So now her dock is there all the time. It's like if I have to help you, I want it to look correct. That's fair. That's perfectly valid. That's all I wanted I would, to say. I, I hate a, the disappearing dock. I would ask you a follow up question. Yeah. Do you keep your dock on the bottom? Yes, like a sane person. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> why, why would you, would you put, put it, it on the anywhere side. else? Because you're a, a probably a serial killer, I would assume. Yeah. Have you you've tried yours on the right hand side, haven't you? I had mine on the left for the longest time, like more over for more than oh, definitely years. But I'm I'm all I'm all back on the bottom now. But you like if it's down the bottom, you can just move your cursor just along the bottom, not up and down. Yeah, it's totally where it belongs. So that's that is as much validation as I needed. Yeah, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. I hate the disappearing doc. Thank you. All right, would you like me to switch to Martin now? Not really. If he's done being on the floor. Oh, uh, no, me yeah. switch to being Martin, then we can just continue oh, on the show. Oh, that's much better. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But, that- oh, no, I was going to call you guys, but he would never use that. No, he would call like- it. No, and he never what says he, mate. What would ever. he collectively call the two of you? I don't Gentlemen. even know. Some word that has at least 15 characters in it. My, my esteemed colleagues. Oh, yes, my esteemed colleagues. So can we please talk about how Natasha won't let me buy the uh, studio display? <laughs> oh, I can, man. It will get rid of the flicker and all of my other issues. Can I tell you how perfect it is that this is not his week to edit? Like that <laughs> could it be any more perfect? I don't think so. The big question we have to ask you: You've been watching Severance. Yes. Oh, I'm so stressed. Okay. Okay. I know you're up to yeah. that. Then are you caught up now? Are you up to the? <laughs> yeah, we the, watched episode eight last one? night. Okay. That was quite okay. the ending. Managed to stay okay. awake. Quite the ending. <sighs> Martin, <laughs> Martin almost fell off the lounge. He was like, "No." Jason, do you want? Maybe you should tell Natasha what we've got plant for our audience oh yes so an unboxing did i see that on discord you you did see that absolutely what is that so there was a promo item i don't know if it was like a crew gift or what i'm still unclear where this thing came from but it's effectively a i don't know a banker's box does that mean anything to you all um, um, you've lost your job. You've lost your job, and they've piled everything into it. If you were fired, and they gave you the little box with the handles, <gasps> oh, like a cardboard box <laughs> with the yeah, handles. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically one of those that's Severance themed, and it's just full of like Severance stuff. So it's got like the snacks that are in the vending machine, a pen, like a pen, and like a coffee cup, like all these finger trap. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't opened it yet. Oh, so okay. This promo box went out to whoever the hell is like, you know, important enough to Apple TV to get one of these. I have procured one and I'm, we're going to do a live unboxing of this thing for everyone that is obsessed with severance. Because if you couldn't tell, 
our Discord has now become Blown one up. thread off of another thing. <laughs> it's just severance forever. Is this so, just going to become a severance podcast? I mean, I'm here for it's, it. It's this. Close. I'd actually maybe listen. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> There you go. Wow. All right. Perfect. Love it. Well, you'll be happy to know that we are going to do also along with this unboxing. So that's going to happen. Once the show is over, we're going to do a live rewatch of the entire season. And we're going to do one episode at a time. So we're not asking people to stick around for like 50 hours or whatever. But what we're going to do is we're going to take an episode, watch 15 minutes pause, discuss, 15 minutes, discuss, and we're going to do each episode kind of as one event per thing. It would actually be very good to go back and rewatch. I like that idea because I think you have an idea of what happens as the show goes on, but I think there might be clues mm. earlier on. There's that- so yeah, much we missed. There, has to, there has to be. Every scene, I feel like you could pause it and probably talk about it for an hour. Just all the things that are going on in the background, how things are tied together. Yeah. So the rewatch is happening as well. It is not an event in Discord yet, but it will be episode by episode. And there's actually a f- friend of the show, Neat Nick, who is uh, yes. in charge of many severance related activities. Oh, he's yeah. Got a, I've seen he's got a severance, that. Very cool. A complete severance Discord. We've got a thread. He's got an entire Discord instance. Uh, wow. We're hoping that he can. we can maybe do a bit of cross promotion with that group of people as well. Get them on board with our Very severance cool. unboxing. Spread the good spread the good word of hemispheric views at the same time. I asked Martin to dress Mac the other day. Normally I pick out an outfit, but I said, Can you please dress him? And he was like, Okay. And put him in a yellow top and blue pants. Not orange because the logo is yellow, yellow and blue. In in, in <laughs> honor of Big Banana. But he was wearing he was wearing yellow and blue. God, we were, so he we was were like, hemispheric views, so baby. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's Remember when Natasha and I were like really tightly aligned <laughs> yeah, on it's, things? It's yellow. Just 10 She's minutes correct. ago. See, I think, Holland, hold up your watch band. Oh, what color is, is that like a watermelony color? It's like a orangey coral kind of color. Coral. I love the way Jason says coral. <laughs> coral. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's like you're singing a song. Coral. You say it with like an A, right? You say like Carl. No, that's you. Carl. I say Coral. Coral. What do you say? Carl. Go, Andrew. Carl. Carl. You just squish the whole thing into like three letters. How do you say, okay, you know that you know the, the man's name C A R L? That's what it sounds like Jason's saying. Carl? Carl. No, that's Carl. This is Coral. <laughs> You said the same word twice. <laughs> That's what you guys do so much. You always think you're saying things differently and that it's the same thing. There's some weird thing happening with our brains. So I that's what I was saying. Sorry. I live a hemispheric fuse life, so I feel like I and Martin does playback as he's editing, he does play back a lot of the bits to me, so Oh man, I'm sorry. That's unfortunate. It's okay. I just feel like I live with the two of you. It's quite nice. I don't know. That doesn't <laughs> seem good. I don't think <laughs> I feel bad now. I feel like I'm not contributing to this relationship at all. That's okay. I'll give you back to the real Martin Feld. It's been a lovely interlude. You have a very, you have a very lovely voice for podcasting. Thank you for having me. 
I just got home with my sister, so I should probably go back and see her. <laughs> well, hello to your sister. What's her name? Is she still here? I don't know. Her name's Adriana. Adriana, make sure you listen to the show. Make sure you subscribe and follow and become a One Prime Plus uh, <laughs> subscriber as well. Will I? I'll tell her. Has she heard the good word of OnePrimePlus.com? Probably should tell her about it. No, oh, I don't know. Have you spoken to Donna about the podcast? Not the podcast. The good word about One Prime Plus. OnePrimePlus.com. All right. Feldfoot is back. I'll hand Hello, you over. Hello, Feld. Oh, Foot. Yeah. <laughs> I have a foot phobia, so it's just... <laughs> <laughs> we all do. That is the most unfortunate thing ever. Yeah. All right. Nice to talk to I mean, you if both. If you got a foot like that walking around, you got to be you got to have a phobia of some kind. Don't even look at his toenails. Oh. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, she well. loved that. That was her favorite thing. She loved that was like a a true. That I was just the wicked that witch of the west laugh at the end there. She that just... was like hardcore right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, her laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank she you for was... having the uh, the not Martin on. I don't, is yeah. that what she was saying? Like I'm the real Martin. What is that? Anyway, whatever. No, we can't tell you what it was said. You'll have to hear it when it comes out. Who's the real Slim Shady? Please stand up. Hello, hello, sir. How are you? How was the floor? It was great. Thank you. Uh, okay, thanks for good. having her on. Get your back all straightened out. and Yeah, it's good. I thought she was just coming in to talk for two minutes about auto-hiding the dock, but here we are. I think we went about 25, 45 minutes, something like that. I thought this won't interfere with the topic pool too much. She wanted to share something. She was like, oh, man, can you bring this up on the show? And I went, well, they should really hear from you. It might be a nice two-minute surprise. And here we are. I've been booted out as a co-host. Hi.